Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Hey, Radiant Church. My name is Aaron Burke. I'm so glad you're joining us for Church at Home. And before I get into today's message, let me just say thank you for all that you've done over this last year. Your generosity has made a massive difference. We were able to launch multiple campuses, see so many lives changed. And I do want to just give a shout out to our dream team. You got to think every single week, hundreds of you all show up early or stay late. They're setting up campuses, tearing down campuses, ministering the next generation, doing production behind the scenes. Thank you all for serving so faithfully. If you're part of the dream team, show some love right there in the chat. Maybe shout out your team that you're a part of. And I just wanna say thank you for being behind the vision. The best really is yet to come. And it's New Year's Eve. You gotta think it's the last day of 2023. And I wanna help set you up to be a success in next year. And I was doing some research of really some people who are like the best of the best. I usually do this around the end of the year, the beginning of the year, to try to figure out how can I do my life and the year better. And I came across a quote by Kobe Bryant, really considered one of the best in the world when it comes to basketball. And he said that this way, I don't get bored with the basics. I don't get bored with the basics. And I realize many times in life, We kind of get bored with the basics and we stop doing the things we know we should be doing. And then we get frustrated because we don't get the results we want to get. And really, as you start this new year, here's my concern. My concern is that many of us have what we call uphill hopes, but you've got downhill habits. You're you're really only as healthy as your habits are. So I'm going to challenge you over the next few minutes over three things that will really set you up to win this next year. Let me just pause by saying this. There might be a lot of things that go wrong next year. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with the election. We don't know what's going to happen with the economy. We don't know what's going to happen in your life also. But let me just tell you, the scriptures don't promise us a pain-free, easy life. But what we do learn is principles throughout the scripture to give us stamina and fortitude and strength no matter what comes our way. So I'm going to help you in this message to just make sure we have the habits in place, the basics in place to make sure that no matter what comes your way in 2024, you're going to win. That's why I titled today's message simply just setting your year up for success, setting your year up for success. So three things that I do that I want to challenge you on to set your year up for success. Number one is I'm going to challenge you to read your Bible daily. Read the Bible daily. I I understand that this might be something you've heard your entire life, but let me tell you, the Bible is God's word that has a word for your life every single day. I, I go back to Psalm 1. Psalm 1 says it this way, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. So they give us a a idea of what a blessed life looks like. And look what he says, verse two, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. That's the scriptures right there. And meditates on it day and night. Their delight, where they draw their satisfaction, their strength from, is what? It's in the law of the Lord of the Lord. And I'm telling you, I've had to learn this in my life to take delight in God's law. And the reason I take delight in God's law is because I've learned that the more I live by it, the more my life thrives and prospers and really can be considered blessed. 
Even during bad times, when I apply God's principles, my life is transformed. But you can't apply them randomly. You need to apply them daily. And look what he said. He said, meditate on God's word day and night, every single day. Why is it called the bread of life? Because you need it daily. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, says it this way, where you spend your attention is where you spend your life. And many times there's so much that's drawing at your attention. The stats are that many of us are on our phone hours and hours of the day. We're scrolling, we're looking at news, we're looking at YouTube, we're looking at TikTok. All of it's drawing your attention. The problem is, is none of that's bringing you life. None of that's building up your spirit, man. And my challenge for you is to create a habit where you are daily bringing your attention into God's word to learn how to do life God's way. And I'm telling you, it's the pathway. That's what it says in, in Psalm 1. It's the pathway towards living a life truly in success of what God has for you. It's living by God's word. We're meditating on it. We're intentionally figuring out ways to apply it to our life. That's why we use a strategy here at Radiant Church called the SOAP method. So let me break it down for you really quick. And I do this every single day. S-O-A-P. What it means is scripture. So in my Bible reading, I'm going to read and I'm going to find a scripture that, sh that stands out to me. And then I'm going to look at the observation. I'm not going to just take it out of context. I'm going to write down a couple sentences about the observation, what's happening in the passage. Then I'm going to write down what's the A, which is the application. Application, how am I personally applying this to my life? And then I'm going to write down the P, which is the prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer. So normally it's a prayer of commitment of how I'm applying that word to my life. And you go, Aaron, I just don't know what to read when it comes to the Bible. It can be overwhelming. 66 books. Some of it just is very frustrating when you read it and you go, I don't, I don't know what to start with. Well, good news. We do a Bible in a year program and it starts tomorrow. And let me just challenge you this way. You need to read the Bible every single year. It's shocking to me how many Christians believe the Bible, but have never fully read the Bible. And I'm going to challenge you to read it all the way through. So we have a Bible reading plan that'll help you. It's got a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New Testament, some Psalm and Proverbs in there. Every single day, you're going to be encouraged in God's word as you read it. And if you miss a day, try to make up for it the next couple days. But I'm telling you, I've made this part of my life since I was 16 years old. And I've made it a part. I'm going to try to read through the Bible. And I've done it dozens of times. And it has brought so much life to me. Here's my challenge. Ready? Just make an appointment with God and keep it. And do this every single day. Because until you make it part of your regular schedule, you'll never see your life change. John Maxwell says it this way. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret to your success is found in your daily routine. And it's a question I get all the time, especially from pastors and leaders. They go, man, talk to me about your daily routine. And it's really quite boring because I do the same things 
every single day. And when it comes to the, the, the vitamins I take and the little greens I drink in the morning and my time with God, my prayer, my worship, my SOAP, when I write out my soap, my Bible reading plan, I try to journal every single day. It's boring, but it's a, impactful when you make it part of your routine and it builds spiritual stamina. Many times we don't see the results of faith because we're really not fueled by the daily faith that God wants to bring us through his word. So make his word part of your daily routine. Decide ahead of time, I'm gonna be in God's word every day. Remember, you are the results of your routine. So I don't know what routines you got, but if you don't like the results you got, change the routine. And remember to put God in your resolutions and your routine this year. Because I'm telling you, nothing will change in your life until you change it in the spiritual world first. So put them in your routine. Put them in your rhythm. God first. I'm going to spend time in God's word every single day. So here's my second one for you. Ready? Is I want you to remove church as optional. Like remove church as an optional thing you do throughout the week. It's shocking to me in the culture we live in on how many times people put different priorities ahead of church. Whether that's priority is boating, uh, sleeping in, uh, travel ball with your kids. I'm telling you, there's so many things that are trying to take priority over church when it comes to your family. And it's really a spiritual attack on your life. And that, that's not how I was raised. Actually, let me give you a little behind the scenes in my life. Um, I don't get to talk about it a lot much, but when I was growing up, I really had a drug problem. And uh, it's something I could be vulnerable about and talk to you all about. I was had a drug problem. And what it looked like is, is I was drugged all the time. Drugged to church, drugged to Bible study, drugged to youth camp, drugged to youth group. If the doors were open, my parents drugged me there. Come on, that's funny right there. And you know what happened? It's because of that drug problem, I got addicted to church. And it is part of my life. And let me challenge you with this, is that you need to be in church if the doors are open. Whether that's our midweek experiences for youth and children or different groups that we have available, or if it's a Sunday experience, let me tell you, as a Christian, church is not optional. It is necessary for you to be all that God's called you to be. The Bible says it this way, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green. Come on, right down there in the chat, fresh and green, fresh and green. That's what I want with your life. I want you, the more you are planted in the house of God, for you to be fresh in your faith, bearing fruit in your faith. And really, you have to understand this. If you're not planted in the house of God, you don't have the nutrients and the, the growth that can happen through your life when you're just doing this thing on your own. So I want to challenge you with this. Make it a habit this year. You see, church attendance is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick man. That is a quote by D.L. Moody. And let me just challenge you with that. It is necessary that we live a life where church attendance for us is not optional. It is what we do. So how do we put it into practice? 
you start the year off right. This next Sunday, we're starting a brand new series called Pray First. We're gonna launch 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you go, well, that seems extreme. Let me just say it this way. If you don't like the results you've been getting, then stop doing the same thing you've been doing. Do something extreme. Shock your body into a system this year where you're going to go all in on what God has for you. And that's why 21 days of prayer and fasting will change your life. And show up when we do our Wednesday night prayer gatherings at all of our campuses. We're going to worship and pray together. We're going to be there on the upper Zoom every single morning at 6 a.m. and then 8 a.m. on Saturday. We'll send out a link so that you can be praying with us. I want you to start the routine of going, I am involved and invested in my local church and this is going to be an incredible year because I'm planted in the house of God. Also, I want you to understand this that while you are making decisions to randomly attend church at times, you're actually sending a signal to your children and your grandchildren that church is not a priority for our life. What one generation finds optional, the next generation finds unnecessary. And that's what we have right now. So we have a whole generation being raised up whose parents really didn't prioritize church, and so they think it's an unnecessary part of their life. Let it not be said about you. You have removed the idea that church is optional. Where wait, if it's a beautiful day and everybody's at the beach, you go, no, for my family, we're gonna get into the house of God. We're gonna be part of it. Let me just give you some exciting things that we're gonna be doing this year as a church. We got some amazing things. First of all, this next Sunday, is our Pray First series. And we're gonna do a whole four weeks challenging you on prayer, on taking your prayer life and your connection with God to the next level. It'll also be the start of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. After our Pray First series, we're gonna do a new series called DTR all throughout February, which means define the relationship. We're gonna help get all your relationships better, whether it's your marriage, your relationship with your family, when it comes to your friendships. We're gonna talk all things love, sex, marriage. It's gonna be awesome. And then in March, we're gonna do a series called Uncomfortable Christianity. It's gonna be a stretching series to get you out of your comfort zone to live the way that Jesus called us to live. And then we'll go into Easter, have an incredible Easter as a church, and then we're gonna start a series after Easter called God's Top 10. I'm gonna take 10 weeks and outline the Ten Commandments and show how they apply to your life. And then we're going to take some time and even go through the book of Colossians this year. We're going to do a deep dive into a verse-by-verse -verse study through the book of Colossians. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best year of Radiant Church and our kids' ministry and youth ministry. Also, taking the curriculum and going the next level with challenging your students and your teenagers and your kids to go to the next level in your faith. Be a part of your church this year. Get planted at a campus. If you're not serving, this is a great time. Jump back on a team. We'll actually even right now put that serve link in the chat so that if you're not serving right now, you can start the new year off on a team. And let me just say it this way. If you're not honoring God with your giving, start this year doing it. Honor God. Give him your first 10% and watch what happens as you finally financially get invested in the church, you use your time in the church, you're showing up to the church on Sunday mornings and serving, and then you're taking notes, you're inviting your friends, you're gonna get out all that God has for you this year as you are planted in the house of God. You see, this is what they did 
in the first centuries of, of, the, of Christianity. The Bible says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and the breaking of bread and prayer. What does that mean? It's they got together, they heard God's word, they hung out, they laughed a lot, they ate a lot of food. Come on, we know we love some food at Radiant Church. We, we don't ever have a meeting without food there. That's a big deal. And they were connected. And what happened? The result is the church was powerful and impacted the world. It will be the same with Radiant Church. Remove the option of church being just some random thing for your week. No, make it the priority. The doors are open. We're there. We're devoted to the house of God. So here's the third one. I'm going to give it to you in just a second. But let me just recap the first two. First of all, we're going to read the Bible daily. We're going to make it a part of our daily routine. The second thing is we're going to do is we're going to remove church as optional in our life. No, no, no. We're being part of the local body. And here's my third one for you. Ready? Is we're going to release the past. We're going to release the past. You see, 2023 might not have been your best year. 2022 might have been a year full of hurt and struggles and hardships. And some of you have just had really devastating things happen this last year. Whether it's a loss of a loved one, loss of a job, a disappointment in a relationship, hurt happens to all of us. None of us are exempt from pain. But what you have to do is you got to learn the habit of releasing what is behind and moving on to what God has for you next. I don't want you to walk into 2024 still wounded with 2023 or 2022 or some of y'all wounded by 2020 and you're not able to take hold of what God has for you. So what do you need to do? Maybe you need to ask the Holy Spirit right now to heal maybe even some hurt that you went through this last year. Why don't you close the door on that so that you can walk into the help that God has for you in 2024? Maybe for you, it's an act of forgiveness that needs to happen. You see, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. And I want your future to be big, but you can't walk into the blessing of God in the future with the bitterness of the past still in your heart. So the person hurts you, the business partner screwed you over, the, the relationship ended, I get it. It really, really, really hurts. But it's the last day of the year. What are you gonna do about it? This is our moment to close the door to the hurt that we walked through this last year and say, God, I'm making the decision to move forward to what you have for me. And that's what the scriptures say. Forgetting what is behind, we press forward to what God has for us next. And I'm telling you, God has done so much in your life. And if you could imagine the freedom that he has paid for you to have, the forgiveness that he gave you, the, the hope that he has for your future, the empowerment from his Holy Spirit, you would walk with so much confidence into this next year that God has good plans for you. The Bible says it this way, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice, like anything that's in your heart that's just you're angry about. And then he says it this way, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. I, I don't know who you need to forgive, who you need to let go of that scenario this year, but I'm telling you, walk into 2024 saying, I'm not gonna keep that stuff in my heart. I heard a quote said it like this, forgiveness isn't about approving what happened, 
It's about choosing to rise above it. And I want you to rise above it into this new year. Why don't I pray for you right now as we close this out? Lord, you're speaking to people right now all around the world that are joining us here at Church Online. And there's people in here today that are listening to this. And first of all, they haven't made the Bible a daily part of their life. Let it be something that really grips their heart. Give them a craving for your word. Lord, there's others in here today that have just kind of gotten out of the routine of church, out of the routine of being planted. Lord, let them, Lord, feel that conviction, but also act on it, saying, no, I'm going to make it part of my life. But there's many that are listening to this also today, and they've just been hurt this last year. Maybe they've gone through some trauma or trials, and it's just hurt their heart. Lord, I pray that you would help them release all bitterness, all unforgiveness, all resentment, all anger, let them leave it in 2023 so they can walk into all that you have for them in 2024. And we thank you for what you're going to do in them and through them. In Jesus' name. Just, just right there as you're sitting in, the, in your room, maybe you're watching this um, even by yourself. I know there's a moment right now where there's people who have not made a decision to follow Christ. And I just want to say this. God loves you so much and has a plan for your life. He has an unbelievable plan, but sin has separated us from that plan. So what do we do with it? We've got to give our sin over to God because that's why Jesus came. Jesus came and died on the cross for your sins and for mine. So if you're sitting there right there, maybe you've never made a decision to give Jesus your life. I want you to know you can make it right now. Just pray this prayer right there in your home. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I surrender to you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. And I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Radiant, let me just say this. I'm so proud of you. Proud of you for joining us online. And let me just remind you, this will be your best year ever next year. I really believe that. But it'll only be your best year if it is your best year spiritually. Let's win this thing spiritually, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do in your life. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.